Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a teen comic book fan turned vampire hunter in the city of Santa Carla, California. With me today is my vampire hunting brother. He's a stalwart member of Vanguard Tactics and the behind-the-scenes star of the VT YouTube channel. He's the Alan Frog to my Edgar Frog, Mr. George Checklin. George, welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, all good, mate. Do you know what? I, for some reason, I was just thinking Blade in my head, but I've got that completely wrong. <laughs> Blade, Blade was an option for this episode, it's for sure, but, I, but pulling quotes that didn't have obscenities was a challenge, so I was like... Yeah. Uh, I gotta think of something else. So yeah, I, I, went, I went deep, deep into vampire uh, uh, movie dumb to pull that one out. Yeah, mate, so, you caught me off guard there. <laughs> all right, so have you ever seen the movie The Lost Boys? I haven't, no, but I know the music yeah. band or the music group Lost Boys. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> totally different. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, old eighties movie. So yeah, uh, so you should, you should, if you like vampire movies, you should definitely go check it out. It's an absolute classic. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to watch. All right. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, obviously we're talking vampires, so that means we must be talking Blood Angels today. Uh, but before we, uh, Jordan, and I get into all of the tenth edition index goodness, um, or or is it goodness? It, we'll talk about it's, it. It's goodness. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, let's stop real quick for our first sponsor of the day, the Outpost. The Competitive Forty K Podcast is proudly supported by the Outpost your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting the Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables, and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, the Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in store. All right, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget to like, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as always. I'm there at, at InfantryLawyer40K. Uh, Steve is, of course, yes, Steve does still exist. I know he hasn't been on the show in a while, but um, you'll, you'll be hearing from him again soon. Um, uh, he's still on there at, at the Vanguard Tactics. Uh, and Jord is, uh, what's your uh, Instagram handle, Jord? I know I follow uh, you, but. It's VT underscore Jord. There you go. And Jordan is J-O-R-D for those um, of, of you who like to be creative with your spelling of passwords on the Facebook page. So um, uh, those are hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's get right into it real quick. Um, let's, we're talking Blood Angels. So uh, Jordan, what should people expect from this army besides um, charge, chop, fight, blood? So there is a lot of, uh, it depends on, because obviously you can take um, the Gladius detachment with the Blood Angels. So you have the choice between the Gladius and also the Sons of Sanguinius, right? right? With the Sons of Sanguinius detachment, you are looking, it's a very um, strategic way of actually playing the Blood Angels because you've got to determine where your charges are going to be. So obviously, if you're facing a shooting army, um, you're, you're not really going to have the strategy of like counter charges and stuff, but you really want to lean into this is where I want to charge, fall back, get my charges bonus again and stuff like that so there's a lot of intricacy into how to play the this detachment um but you got it right in the gist combat and choppy <laughs> yeah lots of combat yeah uh, as my wife always says choppy choppy, choppy so choppy. um obviously the um the detachment with the army rule rather is um the same as for all space marines which is you know um oh, it's a moment oh it's a moment and 
pick a target and reroll everything against it until mm. it's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an absolute winner and you can't really go wrong with it. Mm. Um, but as you mentioned, there's, there's, you know, a couple of detachment options here. Um, the, if you're playing the blood angels, you can play the other detachment, which is the sons of sanguineous rule. What's what exactly is that, Jordan? So sons of sanguineous, you get, uh, the red first. So this is our vampire rule. Okay. So on the charge, your Adeptus Astartes units will get plus one strength and attack with your melee weapons. Um, so it's great. I mean, it's, it's buffing your units up in combat, which is where you want to be. Um, however, the only downside is it's only going to work on the charge. So if right. you do get charged, you're not going to be getting a bonus. Um, it, again, that comes into that whole idea of I have to pick my charges and I have to dictate where I'm going to get my combats going. Um, so, yeah. yeah, and and plus one strength is not nearly good as plus one to wound in the last edition. So exactly, exactly. I mean, there yeah. are ways. Don't worry, there are ways to get plus one to wound. Okay, um, yeah. but yeah, it, what it does do though is actually it's really weird because the plus one strength does actually open up, um, obviously easier to wound on certain thresholds. So let's say you're facing other power armored armies, so other space marines, chaos space marines. Most of them are going to be toughness four. So your weapons will then typically go to like strength five, and then you're getting that, um, getting effectively plus one to wound in them situations. Um, but there will be other ways for us to get plus one to wound when we come to strategy. Yeah. So uh, obviously there's, so if you're going to be playing Blood Angels, there is a serious decision there to make if you're going to, if you're going to play the, the red, the uh, Sons of Sanguinis detachment or the Gladius. Gladius, obviously, as you and I were talking a little bit in pre-show, mm-hmm. There, there's a lot more mo- mobility and movement options with the standard combat doctrines with advance and charge and fallback and charge. So if you're going to be playing Blood Angels, you might want to consider, um, because plus one attack is nice, plus one to strength, plus on the charge is what I would classify as quaint next to useless Yeah. For, in most situations. So um, it, yeah, you might want to consider playing Gladius, but that doesn't mean that there isn't goodness here to play as Blood Angels. So. Um, we're going to get into that right now, um, but real quick before we get there, we're going to stop uh, for our second sponsor of the day, Color Forge. The Competitive 40K podcast is supported by Color Forge. I found Color Forge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base color, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget to uh, come join the competitive Warhammer 40k community Facebook page. The password for this month is Leontis. Leontis, as in the leader of the Imperial Guard. Uh, no spelling check required. Just get close and make sure you answer all four questions. Um, I've turned down a lot of people this week because they were <laughs> just not answering the questions. I don't understand that. Maybe they're spam accounts. We'll see. Come on, guys. Anyway, answer the questions. <laughs> answer the questions. It's not difficult. It's four questions. You can do this. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's talk some data sheets. Um, and first and foremost, I'm assuming we need to talk about uh, the Primarch Sanguine. Oh, that's right. He's dead. Sorry. Dave, I'm going to hang up right now. That, that's just, <laughs> just, just in the Black Rage right now. Like, I can't, I can't do yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, 
He's he is both the coolest and the most frustrating uh, because he's the one Primark we know probably won't come back, or I guess is he, he could come back from the war. Is he dead? No. Is he though? No, he's no. not dead. If you've read the Blood Angel lore, <laughs> yeah, for every true Blood Angel fan I know, he Sanguinius lives. Yeah. So uh, he does. Yeah, for sure. His soul permeates in the warp. It's still it's still actually active. Okay, read your books, yeah. guys. Okay, Sanguinius is alive. <laughs> he is there. Uh, he is echoing down through the genetics of every blood angel uh, in the universe. Exactly. Uh, so, okay. So we, we need to go to, to uh, the, 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 the real leader of the blood angels, uh, commander Dante, who got a stunning new model just a few months ago. Oh, dude, this guy, I love Dante so much. I think he is. No, he is. I'm not going to say, I think he is my favorite character in all of Warhammer 40 K. I okay. love commander Dante. He's so cool. Um, in terms of his stat line, he's he has had a bit of a glow up in terms of stat lines and stuff, I, I believe. Um, so he's 12 inch move, toughness four, two plus save, six wounds, leadership six plus. He's only OC one, which this is normal I, for I, most I, characters. Yeah. Um, he has a ranged weapon, so he has his perdition pistol. So this is a six inch, one attack, t- hitting on two, strength eight, AP four, D6 damage, melter two pistol. However, it has sustained hits D3 on this pistol. Um, Which is, is, if you have uh, you know, Oath of Moment going, you have the option of you know, potentially popping off. I wouldn't count on it, but... No, I'm not saying that this is, this is a reliable sustained D3. However, Dave, this guy always gets the sustained hits for me. Okay, I promise I'm oh, yeah? not using weighted dice, but he does, he does give me the sustained hits, and it's, it's so funny when it goes off, especially when you get it on Overwatch. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but he also has the Axe Mortalis. Um, so this is eight attacks, hitting on twos, strength seven, AP three, damage two. Um, I think the long, the thing that most Blood Angels players would have been wanting is damage three on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, he should be dropping Terminators. Yeah, but unfortunately he's not. But still, oh, he has, also has lethal hits on this, um, just to give him something extra. Um <laughs> So, yeah, he's, he hits reasonably hard. I mean, strength 7, AP 3 is nothing to laugh about. There are ways that we're going to boost this with other units, which we'll go into, but he, um, he, he can be really nice in combat, right? Yeah. Um, he has Deep Strike himself because he's got his jump pack, uh, but he has Lord Regent of Imperium Nihilus. So while this model is leading the unit, add one to charge uh, rolls for the unit um, and plus one to hit as well for that unit when they make attacks. And its keyword is attacks. It's not in combat. So this is for the ranged weapons as well. Which is, you know, now plus one to hit and plus one to charge rolls. Now we're talking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so this one. The okay. squads he can join, just so everybody knows, the, the, the units he can join are uh, Sanguinary Guard, Vanguard Veterans with Jump Packs, and Assault Squad with Jump... What's an Assault Squad with Jump Packs? I don't think oh, those exist anymore. Uh, no, they do. They still do, okay? They still we're, do. We've still got them, okay? Um, we just once the Space Marine Codex comes out, whenever that is in the future, um, then that's yeah, when we won't have go away. Marines. Um, so rest in peace to my boys. Um, but yeah, the, he can lead them, and I think you would take him. Currently, if we're talking Index, you would take uh, Dante with Assault Marines. Um, Assault Marines are oh, okay. probably the MVP unit for uh, Blood Angels in a lot of aspects, okay? Um, okay? But yeah, this guy, the last rule as well, just to mention with Dante, he has this death mask. Yeah. Um, so at the start of the fight phase, each enemy unit within six of this model 
must take a Battleshock test, subtracting one from the test when they do it. This is really, really nice. So I think Battleshock is a weird one, right, in temps. It's, some people think it doesn't come up as often, whereas I've found when you've got things that do it out of phase, it really has an impact on the game. Um, because obviously you can't use insane bravery on these things. Um, there's no way to re-roll the actual test unless you have an innate ability like Abaddon um, to re-roll Battleshocks. But making people not be able to use strats in the fight phase is great. So you can potentially stop, like Sisters of Battle, they have resurrecting characters. Yeah. You could stop them from resurrecting their character. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought about that. Imperial, Imperial Knights fighting on death or something like that, or combat interrupts. Can't do that now. You failed your Battleshock. Potentially, if you failed a Battleshock, obviously, we're talking here. But right. when, when it does go off, it's, it's, it comes in clutch. Yeah. And, and Battleshock in and of itself, quite often, you know, most people are going to have at least a 50-50 chance of, of passing exactly. it. But the subtracting the one, that, that's a nice touch that, that makes it a little bit more likely. So that's exactly. good. If you didn't have that minus one, I don't think it would be that great. Because of the minus one, it really does impact um, quite a few moments in the game. So yeah, Dante, I, I really like him. He's in every single list I use. Mainly, I think that's because that's the model I want to use, and I love him. Like in terms of like his rules and who he is as a character. So if I'm playing Blood Angels, Dante's in the list. Competitively, there might be better choices because he is 135 points. So there are cheaper options out there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think he's great. I think Dante's great. Who should we tell? Who should we hit on next? Uh, the the chief librarian himself. Yeah, let's talk about Mephiston. So, Mephiston himself, this guy is the most overpowered character in the lore. He does absolutely what he wants, stops time, does whatever, okay? We're right. not really seeing that reflected in his data sheet. <laughs> but he's, he's okay, right? Um, so, if we go through his stats, so he's 7-inch move, toughness 5, 2-up save, 6 wounds. Um, he has Vitaris, which is his... Uh, Crazy Sword, which is um, six attacks, hitting on twos, strength nine, AP three, damage D three. Um, which hurts. Uh, yeah, that really lets him down, is that D three damage. Um, yeah. Again, he should be a lot higher on that, I think. Instead, it should be a flat damage of some sort, right? Um, yeah, agreed. But he has his Plasma Pistol. He also has a Fury of the Ancients, which is like his psychic shooting attack. Um, so it's three attacks, sustained hits one. Uh, hit on two, strength four, AP one, D three damage again. You could overcharge it to get hazardous, but then you get sustained hits three on it with strength five, AP two. Nice. Um, yeah. But I think the real issue we have with Mephiston is the units he can lead. Because um, he can only lead assault intercessors, normal intercessors, or stern guard veterans. Um, so he's not really leading the units he wants to be leading. Right, which makes no sense at all. Yeah, he's not something like you want him going with blade guards, you want him going with something that's gonna be getting into combat, right? I mean assault intercessors right. are okay, but they're not <laughs> they're running around with chainswords, so they're not any buff isn't gonna be fantastic on them. And he has a really, really great buff for his unit. Uh which he gives fight first to the unit he leads. Yeah, which is fantastic if, if the unit that he was leading had any chance of killing anything in melee. Exactly, exactly, which is, which is the real downside with um, Mephiston. Um, if he could go with something a lot stronger, 100% you take him. But yeah, yeah. he does have Feel No Pain 5 up, 
Yeah, I can't think of any other unit in the game that has fights first where you don't, it's not an auto take. And you look at him and you're like, ah. Uh, yeah. I think no. the other issue you've got, right, is the Judicia has the right. same ability um, and is cheaper than Mephiston and can go with Blayguard. Right. So it, it, the, his unit options, it, it's just one of those things that I've, I, in future releases, I would like to maybe see Mephiston be able to lead combat units. <laughs> Which is where he was. Yeah. Um, he does have another ability um, where he can like minus one to weapon skill and potentially attack um, to enemy units. Um, it's all right, um, but again, it's it's just the issue with him leading units. That's the problem we've got with um, our chief Libby. Love him no, but he's on the shelf at the minute, unfortunately. Um, but we do have a few other standout name characters here. So I think next one, right, the Sanguinor. Yep. The Sanguinor himself. Um, this guy, someone great. who has who has not seen nearly enough play in the last edition. Exactly. Um, this guy is actually packing. Okay, he's got some really good rules. Um, so just his standard stat, he's got the two up saves, seven wounds, uh, twelve inch move, toughness four. He's got his Incarmine broadsword, which is eight attacks hitting on two, strength six, AP three, flat damage two, with devastating wounds. So. Yeah. He really can put in, put in a punch. Um, but the key thing with this guy, he has fights first and lone operative. Which is just an awesome combination. Exactly. He's literally got two of the best rules in the game right now. Uh, well, three of the best rules because he's got devastating wounds as well. So um, Yeah. And yeah. then it's, it's going to get better in a second. Tell him about Miraculous Savior. Oh, Miraculous Savior. So this is... The creme de la creme of, of the Sanguinor, right? So this guy, once per battle at the end of your opponent's charge phase, if he's still in reserves and you select one enemy unit that made a charge move this phase, you can set this guy up with an engagement range of enemy of that enemy unit. You can just basically heroic intervene from deep strike and off you the are table. off the table and you are right there. There's so many cool things you can do. You could potentially, because now you have to get base to base, right? This right. guy, you could trap a character that would potentially be hitting a unit so like or one the unit that they originally charged if they're not actually already in base to base so you could really like impact the way that your opponent moves their pile-ins and stuff like that um and even stop them from attacking with getting more attacks on the unit that they charged originally so yeah he's he's brilliant i think sanguinor's great he is expensive um, he's 160 points, I believe he is, which is uh, yeah, yep, which is quite um, quite expensive for loan up. It's pricey, but for yeah, but if you were just using him for loan up to jump around the table and do actions, then I could you know then yeah, you'd be like well, 160 points. No, there's lots of cheaper. Yeah. But with all that else that he can do, yeah, exactly. Um, so. Obviously, it's, it's quite counterintuitive with the lone operative rule, really, because lone ops, you want to be out of combat, right? It's the whole right. point in, in that 12-inch distance. But what it does mean is he can kill the unit he gets in combat with, and then he can sit on an objective, and he can't be targeted. Yeah. So he does have that benefit. But um, yeah, I think the Sanguinor's great. Um, he's just a bit pricey. Um, but yeah, he's, he's still, still our, our amazing golden angel. We love him. Yeah. Right, so... These I've got two characters here, which I think it's good to maybe um, compare them. So we've got Lamartes and Astaroth. Okay. These two are 
the chap the name chaplains for the Blood Angels. And there's a real debate on which one to take to lead your death company. So we'll start with Astaraf, because he was almost an auto-taking night position, I think, um, for a lot of death company units running around buffing them up and things like that. Um he's got the two up save, toughness four, five wounds. Um He's got the Executioner's Axe. Now, this has been downgraded quite a bit, I think. Um, he's got four attacks, hitting on two, strength six, AP three, damage two with devastating wounds. The four attacks, I would have hurts. liked this. it hurts a little bit. Um, yeah. And also, he could in night edition, he could get to damage four. So he's lost, he's lost a pip of damage and potentially another pip with the, um, they would like the prayers you could do, weren't they? Um, but the, his rules are quite nice. So he gives you fight on death on four ups for the unit he's leading. It's all right. Uh, but the other thing is, you, once per battle, when he makes a charge, or when his unit makes a charge move, um, he can give the unit devastating wounds. It's okay. Again, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Um, when we come to Death Company, you'll see that it's probably not really that impactful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, can, he can only lead Death Company, which, you know, Maybe if he could lead some assault intercessors, you know, with all the chainsword attacks, then maybe that might be interesting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it's just obviously him being the chaplain. I understand the thematic reasoning for him only going with Death Company. Um, but yeah, the devastating wounds, especially the fact it's only once per battle, giving them devastating wounds, it's a bit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. But um, I think that this guy, Lamartis, is an auto take for Blood Angels. Um, so he's got one less wound and one less save than Astaraf, but we're not here for that. He's <laughs> got his Blood Crozius, which has got lethal hits, weapon skill 2 plus, strength 6, AP 2, damage 2. However, when he's leading the unit, he gives him minus 1 damage. So you put him in a unit of Death Company with minus 1 damage and they've all got Feel No Pain 6 pluses, they become really tanky. Um, oh, yeah. Like, Minus one damage is fantastic. Um, and yeah, when, when you put it on your death company, they just want to go charging all guns blazing right into your enemy's lines. It just means that your opponent has to deal with this brick of just lunatics. And it's so good. Yeah. Um, the other really nice thing is he gives them lethal hits. I think lethal hits is in this situation with the unit that he's leading is much better with death company rather than the devastating wounds because you could give them thunder hammers right so if you wanted dev wounds you could just give them all thunder hammers um but yeah lamartis leads the death company with jump packs and again i think he is pricey he's one three five um but i think the bonuses that he gives you is much better um yeah but only if you're leading a unit of like maybe 10 i wouldn't put him in a unit of five i'd put him in a unit of 10 death company um and again, it's something we'll come to when we talk about the, the death company themselves, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime you're going to use something like lethal hits, you want to make sure you're maximizing the number of attacks you can put out. So, you you know, you, since this character is only going to buff one unit, make sure that that unit is maxed out so you get the most out of that ability. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's fantastic, mate. I think Lamartis is in all of my lists. I think, I think yeah, he's great, mate. Um, so let's move away from Blood Angels for a second and let's talk about Gabriel Seth. Oh, okay. Yeah. This guy, um, he's actually really good. But the one thing we have to say with Gabriel Seth is if you've got Gabriel Seth in the army, you can't have any other Blood Angels epic hero. So you couldn't have any of the ones that we've just named. Um, right. 
he, he's because he's obviously the flesh terrorist chapter master. He's his own his own one. So he's not going with any other epic heroes. Um, so is there a rule that says that? Because he's got the Blood Angel faction keyword. So he has a rule called flesh terrors. Um, it says this model is from the flesh terrors chapter. A successor of the Blood Angels for all purposes is treated as a Blood Angels model, but cannot be included in an army that includes uh, any other Blood Angels. The, I see on the back of the on the back of his card. I had missed yeah, that. Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's a little it's a little subtle thing, but yeah. It's, again, it's 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 a bit sad. I would like to see Gabriel Steph running with Dante. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see some the the chapters unite. Exactly. They did devastation of Baal, right? So, right. Um, but yeah, this guy he's 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 an absolute blender. He's he runs around with his two-handed chainsaw, blood reaver, sustained hits one, strength a, AP two, damage three with six attacks. He's murdering people. This guy, um, but the unit the he leads can declare a charge in the turn in which they advance. So he gives them built-in advance and charge. Fantastic. This one's really cool. Whirlwind of Gore. They've taken this warlord trait from Ninth Edition Blood Angels Codex. Um, so basically, they get plus one attack. Well, he gets plus one attack for every five enemy models within six of him. It's niche. Depends on what army you're playing, right? But right, it, it's cool. I mean, if he comes up against a big brick of orcs or termagants or something like that, he's going to be getting a yeah. couple of extra attacks. A 20-man Imperial Guard unit will just disappear. Oh, yeah. He's running in and he's picking up a load of them. So he's... Yeah. He's fantastic, mate. I, I do really like Gabriel Seth, but I won't be including him because I'm Blood Angel through and through. So he's sitting there on Fair the shelf. He's really cool. But I think but I think we can both agree that if if you want to play Blood Angel style, but maybe you're not so in love with Lamartes and Astrath and some of the other special characters with Blood Angels, but and you you really want to bring in more of the stuff from the core Space Ring Codex, and you just yep. want to throw in Gabriel Seth as a character and as your leader. It's a viable playstyle. It seems he yeah. seems real legit as a viable, uh, you know, m- murder machine. Well, he can lead. I mean, he can lead assault squads. He can lead vanguard vets. So, I mean, he can definitely. You could put him in a drop pod and just drop pod him in with a bunch of because he hasn't got a jump pack. So you could really lean into that like aggressive style, as you said. If you don't want to take the blood angel specifics, flash terrors yeah. are a great way to go. Anyway, they look so cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that one, mate. Um, right. This one, it, it hits me hits me in the heart, this one. It really hurts to talk about this guy. Captain Tycho. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's just been getting done dirty repeatedly since like 7th edition. Every edition after that, he just gets worse and worse and worse. So my issue, and I know if Mike is listening to this, he's going to be laughing because I get really upset talking about this guy. Why is he still a data sheet? He's dead. Also true. The guy is dead in the law. <laughs> If you've yeah. seen the Blood Angels artwork of um, with all the Blood Angels banners, that's actually his funeral procession. So there's actually okay. artwork of his funeral, and he's got a statue on Baal and stuff with him. <laughs> well, but you know. Let's, let's look at what he does, right? So he is actually fantastic. Um, so he's got his usual like two up stay, four up toughness, right? But he's got Blood Song, which is his combi melter. So that's anti-infantry 4+, devastating wounds, melter 2, um, 2 attacks, 24-inch range, hit not 2, strength 4, AP 1, 2 damage. So if you're within 12 inches, he becomes damage 4 with anti-infantry 4+, devastating wounds. Pretty, pretty okay. nice. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, dead man's hand. So this is just his fist. Uh, 6 attacks, hitting on 2s, strength 4, AP 1, damage 2. So he's... He's got a good punch. This guy's Mike Tyson, basically. He's um he's running around just punching people. 
I don't know, strength four? No, but he's I mean damage two. Punching. Damage oh, yeah, two. yeah damage, damage two. He's dropping things if he, if he hurts it, but I don't know if he's Mike Tyson, you know, so much as one of the characters from Punch-Out, you know. I mean, this. I mean, let's say if he's in the Sons of Sanguinius, he's going strength five, okay? He's going strength five with seven attacks here. So he could potentially get Lance later on. He's Yeah, that's true. He's a bit of a beast. But anyway, the unit that he leads... Uh, when they're selected to shoot, he can give them either assault, heavy, or rapid fire. So he can give them any one of those abilities for that shooting phase. And if he could join, and if he could join a Devastator squad or anything else vaguely useful, I might agree. But assault squads, command squads, tactical squads, and vanguard vet squads—nobody in that list is really. But that's not a really. Like even put him allowed to join Stern Guard or something. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think. I mean, Mike mentioned to me about um, you can have multi-melters in the command squad, right? So you could potentially get uh, yeah. multi-melters rapid fire one. But again, it's, 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 it's niche, right? It's not something that's right. like... I'm not saying this guy's a most competitive guy in, in the index. He's, he's, right. he's just, it's just funny seeing some of these abilities on him. Um, but he can basically... Um, also, his last ability, Embittered, he can change, uh, I think, the first time an attack is allocated to this model after they finish making its attacks until the end of the battle, he can change his attacks characteristics to 12. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, he, he gets just, very angry and gets that machine gun punch that the, the Hulk buster had into Hulk. Exactly. That's what, that's literally what Captain Tycho does. All right, there we go. That's, that's, that's what Captain Tycho is. He's Hulk buster. That's what he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's all right, but we do have also have another date sheet for him, which is Tycho the lost. Um, so this yeah. is this Death Company version. Um, he's got the same profile, um, but basically his rules mean that he can, the unit he's leading gets advanced and charge. Um, he has the same Black Rage rule, which the Death Company have. So if there's no chaplain within 12, um, he can't fall back and his OC becomes zero. Oops, all right. He's OC one anyway. Um, but basically he has the Death Vision of Sanguinius. So if he's destroyed by a melee attack, after they finish doing the attacks, you can roll a d6, adding two to the result if the attacking, attacking unit contains the enemy warlord. On a two to three, that enemy suffers three mortal wounds. On a four to five, they suffer d3 plus three mortal wounds. And on a six, they suffer d6 plus three. Okay. It's, it's, it's funny if it goes it's off. Cute. But yeah. Again, I don't, I don't think you're going to be seeing Tycho in any lists. Um, no. But yeah, he's he's just funny seeing some of his rules. Um, yeah, that's Tycho yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I like you know he he had his story. He was a cool character. I just feel like he's somebody else that just needs to get phased out. He he and the assault yeah. marines can go off to you know yeah rest in peace to, to, to yeah rest in peace. They can go off to to the retirement home exactly. together. Exactly. He hasn't even got a model anymore, Dave. So. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think they sell the model anymore. So it's just sort of been a hanger on. Like, if you still have this model here, you can play with it. But yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, that's Tycho. Um, another one that's probably needs a model refresh, right? Brother Corbulo. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He's. He's. I mean, he is. He is a stalwart, but he is just. His model is twenty plus years old. Dude, I've put his model next to Primaris stuff and he genuinely looks so small <laughs> yeah he looks he looks like votan yeah next to, next to any primaris marine votan outsize him <laughs> <laughs> um he's all right okay but 
I, again, I don't just because he doesn't have that jump pack, he's not really right. fitting in with the fast style of the army. Um, there's other ways to maybe influence that. But anyway, the guy he gives a unit. Uh, he's leading a field of pain five plus, fantastic. Um, and also he gives plus one attack to melee weapons to the unit he's leading. Um, so he can go with assault squads, devastator squads, tactical squads, and vanguard vets. You obviously put them with assault marines, but right. Um, yeah, it's nice, but I just think there's better options. For sure. Yeah, we let's 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 get uh, brother Corbulo uh, to cross the uh, Rubicon Primaris, and uh, let's exactly. let's get him a bigger model, please and thank you. Amen. And to stick that. him with something. Stick him with something at least assault intercessors. Oh. And also, why is he? Why does he not have the apothecary ability to bring models back? Oh, none of the sanguinary as we'll come into doesn't have that ability either. Right. It um, doesn't. Yeah, it, it's they we have traded that for Philno Paints. So uh I'll be honest with you though, I think I'd much rather the Philno Paint, if I'm honest with you. Okay. So what it does is it gives you defense against mortal wounds. So devastating wounds, you've now got defenses against it. Um Odd. But we'll run through. So we'll run through the sanguinary priest, right? So we've got two uh, two options. They're effectively the same, but one has a jump pack, so it just right. it changes the units that they can lead. Um, so they give the unit a five up fill and a pain, as we just said. But they also improve the AP of melee weapons by one, so which is not anything to sneeze at. It's it's really really good when you start combining it with assault squads. Again, I keep saying assault squads because that's pretty much the ones they can lead. So they can lead assault squads and vanguard vets. You're not. I think assault squads are much better than Vanguard veterans. Um, just because they're cheaper? Just to give context on what a va- uh, assault squad does, they basically have Hammer of Wrath, right? So on the charge, you roll a dice for every model in the unit, and on a 4+, plus, the enemy takes more wound. So it doesn't have to be every model in engagement range, it's just one model has to be within engagement range, and they deal a ton of mortal wound to your opponent before you get into combat. Um, okay. so, and then also you're making Chainsaws AP2 standard, there are ways of boosting that higher. Um, so I think Sangri Priest going in that unit is it's extremely tanky um, because they have three up save, potentially armor of contempt if needed, five up feel no pain as well. Um, they can definitely hold their own against most shooting, um, which helps. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I really like it. They can be quite pricey. So with the jump pack, which is probably the one you're taking, right? He's 110 points. Um, so he's pretty pretty expensive right when you when you're starting to kit out units so the combo right. with the assault squad it can get to about 300 odd points if you add like captain or dante gets up to about 450 it starts to get quite quite chunky in your points um but i think the sangria priest is a staple to the army personally um i think me and steve have just said like every time we've made blood angels list we've had to put at least two of these guys in with assault squads um, they put in work. They put in work, and this guy helps. So, okay, I think the Sangri Priest is actually fantastic. Like he, he really is. Um, but that's all the characters, Dave. All right, that's all the characters because somehow, for some reason, that only God Himself and the staff of GW understand, the Libby Dread is not a character. He's not. He's not. My Libby Dread is not a character, unfortunately. Um, he's so not. No, he's he's not a character. But let's preface this and let's let's get some people hyped here. He's also probably one of the best data sheets in the entire index, if not the entire Space Marine. He's great. Uh, the entire Space Marine super faction. 
Yeah, he is really, really good, right? So should we should we just go straight into him? Absolutely. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, stand by for Operation Psychic Yeet. Oh, baby, this guy, he is flinging your units across the battlefield and getting them right into the combats where you want them, right? So I think this guy is baller. He's toughness nine, two plus save, eight wounds, OC three, six inch move. Um, he is a little toddler, so it's all right. Six inch move is fine. Um, but he does have his blood lance. So his blood lance, 18 inch range, uh, hit on three, strength 10, AP three, D six damage. You can overcharge it for hazardous, which gives him sustained D3, hit strength 12, AP3, D6, plus 3 damage. Um, it's really nice. This is actually yeah. a really nice weapon. Um, it gives him, gives him some anti-vehicle, anti-monster shooting before he gets in combat and then just pokes him with his pokey stick. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, he's, he's also got his Furioso Fist, which is 5 attacks, hitting on 3, strength 12, AP3, damage 3. It's probably one of the only ways of getting damage-free in the Blood Angels Index. Um, so, fantastic in that regard. And then his Pokey Stick, which is extra attacks and psychic, hitting on two, strength nine, AP three, D six plus three with one attack. So, again, it's nice. It's, it really does give you that extra punch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in combat, he's nothing to laugh at. He really will just go in and shred things. Um, yeah. But we're not here for that, are we? Uh, not exactly. A quick question before we get on to, to the real reason we're here for this guy. Um, does the plus one attacks, if you took Sense of Sanguinius, does the plus one attack also give his Force Halberd an extra attack? I don't believe so, because I don't believe you okay. can modify the attacks characteristics of extra attacks. Oh, that's right. That's right. Extra attacks yeah. can't be modified. That's right. I was just, I, I hadn't read the rule in a while, and I couldn't remember, but that's you right. You can increase the strength, I believe, but you can't increase the attacks characteristic, which is the difference. You're correct. So, yep. I remember that now. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so. Shield of Sanguinius is first and awesome, but less less useful, yeah. less interesting ability. Exactly. So Wings of Sanguinius, right? This was hilarious in Ninth Edition when you could pick this guy up and move him with fly and just fly over buildings because you, you could give him wings. Now he's doing right. that to every unit. So he can at the once per turn at the end of your movement phase, uh, one cycle with this ability can use it. Roll a dice on a one, you suffer D three more wounds. That happens more times than often for me. But anyway, um, on a 2+, plus, you select an Adeptus Astartes infantry unit within 12, um, and you remove them from the battlefield, then set them up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than 9 away from enemy models. So they don't have to be visible. They just have to be within 12, and he picks them up and just deep strikes them that turn effectively. Yep. It's that, absolutely I mean... amazing. Yeah, um, it's a it's a same term deep strike. Hey, you guys, you need to be over on the other. Oh, I just pulled yeah. behind enemy lines. We need to score some points. You guys, yeet. Yeah, literally, this guy works fantastic with. I mean, lone operatives are great with this as well. So as you said, behind enemy lines, you just pick up a guy and just put him at the back. Happens turn yeah. one as well. There's because it's not the deep strike rule. It's not coming in from reserves. You're just removing the model and putting him back somewhere on the board. The yep. tactical play with the librarian dreadnought is absolutely amazing. Um, I am going to a GT, no, not GT, an RTT this weekend, and I'm going to be taking a Librarian Dread. This guy is, he's so good. However, he is expensive, right? So he's 185 points for this guy. Um, yeah. It's quite expensive, but worth it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, that's 185 points, probably very likely well spent, because you are, because, the, because he's got so much mission play, yep. that he's, he's just going to make your army so much more 
flexible tactically and you're going to be scoring a lot of those tactical secondaries. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, and his other ability, uh, we skipped it over because we were so excited about Wings of Sanguinius. He's also got the Shield of Sanguinius, which every Adeptus Astartes unit within six inches of this model um, gets five up feeling of pain against mortal wounds and psychic attacks. So, so it's not nice. bad. It's nice, right? But yeah. he's only moving six inches, and the rest of your army's going 12. Right. Well, you're going to want them to be having jump packs, right? That's, that's the Blood Angel's way. So right. he's not really catching up in that respect. It's good for like the first turn prevention of mortals. Um, yeah. but from that point on, it's not, unless you're moving him up and trying to get him up the board and stuff like that, then he's not, yeah, really unless good. you're advancing him and sacrificing his shooting. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not really benefiting him too much, but it's nice. It's nice to have, right? Yeah. Um, All right. uh, what about the other dreadnought in the list? What about the death company dreadnought? Death company dreadnought's fantastic. Um, so he has a similar profile. Uh, he has the Furiosa fist, but he has two of them. Uh, so it just gives him twin links on that profile. Um, yep. Then he has the Blood Talons, which is, is great, but I think you just take the Furiosa Fists. Uh, the Blood Talons basically give him two extra attacks, but Strength 8, AP 2, Damage 3 with Twin Links. Um, you're only just getting extra two attacks, but you're sacrificing a pip of AP and four Strength. Um, so Yeah, I- and with so many things with T12 now and T11, why would you just... Yeah, I would just get the two less attacks is not... And mathematically, I think it works out much to your advantage to have the Furioso Fists. Exactly. And if you are Sons of Sanguinius, you're getting six attacks on the charge, strength 13. So you're beating that, that toughness 12 threshold of things and getting threes right. to wound. So, um, and flat damage three is fantastic, right? So, yeah. yeah. I think you just take that. Um, they, all the Dreadnoughts can come with Heavy Flamers, Melters, Storm Bolters. I think you take either Heavy Flamers and Melters. No point in taking Storm Bolters. Right. Um, but yeah, his ability, so he has the Black Rage ability, so it means he can re-roll hit rolls, um, which is amazing. So this guy has built-in Ofer moment, because he re-rolls hit rolls and he has twin links in combat. So he's re-rolling hit rolls and re-rolling wound rolls. Uh, he has Filner Pain 6+. Um, and then also, this one's a bit, um, I would like a bit of clarification on this one with um, from like GW in the future, because... It's Frenzied Reprisal. It says each time an enemy unit targets this model, after that unit has finished making its attacks, this model can either shoot as if it were your shooting phase or fight as if it were your fight phase. Now, the big debate that's going on around this guy is if it's in your fight phase, it specifically states in the core rules you can only fight once in the fight phase. So it would be nice to know if that overrides it. Um, I've been to tournaments and they say it doesn't. Um, right, but it's it's one of them things that it's it's just a bit, yeah. It's, it's if it doesn't override it, then it's very niche ability, um, because it just right. it gives you a free combat interrupt effectively. Um, yeah. or if your opponent shoots you in combat and you're in combat with something, you can then fight as if it's your fight phase in the shooting phase. Right. Um. But yeah, it's, it, it, if it was working how I would think it would work, it would be fantastic. But oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of them that kind of needs a bit of clarification, I think. But um, the big one, which I really like, is the Magna Grapple. I was interested to hear how what you were going to say about this one, because this on paper, this seems like it's pretty good. But I, since I don't play Blood Angels, I wanted to hear your experience I, take on it. I've used it, right? So this gives you plus two to your charge rolls against monsters and vehicles. So what this does is you strap reserve this guy. And effectively, you can just get a seven-inch charge onto these vehicles and monsters 
um, from Strat Reserve. Okay. Um, helps him survive a bit longer. And also just getting that seven inch charge is, is an average roll, right? For a charge roll um, on yeah. 2d6. So it's, it's a pretty reliable charge. Um, okay. So I think it's actually really good. Even if you're not charging and you're running up the boards, you could potentially get a much easier charge. Um, or there are some armies like Tau, for instance, that can minus two to your charge. He's just right. going to ignore that if it's against a vehicle or something. So, um, right. yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I think it's I think it's good. I think you take the Magna Grapple. Um, anything to help yeah, you this, get combat is great, isn't it? So Yeah, and the smoke keyword is okay, but it's not going to be game-altering. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. There's, there's much better places to put your CP. Tank Shock, for instance, with him. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's nice. So... The and then of course there's the Furioso Dreadnought, which is the exact same thing. It just instead of having the Black Rage and the Frenzied Reprisal, he gets um he causes mortal wounds when he charges into you. Yeah, I, I don't think you really take him. He's nice. If you've got Furioso Dreads, cool, take him. He's, he does some mortal wounds. He's got high damage output in terms of his fist. Um again, you take the two in fist, right? Um he right. does he does actually have the frag cannon, um, which is pretty decent actually. I've never even looked at it. So rapid fire D6. Um, 18 inch uh, attacks D6, this skill 3 plus strength 7, AP 1, 2 damage, uh, blast. So you could potentially have 2D6 shots with blast with this guy at damage 2 um, if you're in half, yeah. which is it's nice, but you're sacrificing combat for it. Right. I would say, but then you, you have to sacrifice the, the twin fists. And as we just talked about, the twin yeah. fists, you know, especially if you're playing into anything that's got vehicles, which is most things nowadays, you want to get in there and start smashing up enemy tanks and exactly walkers yeah. and knights and all that so yeah yeah let's yeah. Just, just take the twin fist ignore the frag cannon it's, it looks nice yeah. there's better shooting out there if you're looking for shooting or anti-infantry right right if you really like the idea of a frag cannon go play death watch exactly, so exactly. Yeah, you can then you can get a bunch of them out there on a the table coming out of a <laughs> drop pod that's a totally different strategy it's a different uh, episode yeah it's did. horrible yeah it's horrible um, so um so before real quick before we to, to before we move on to the next day sheet in this index have you played Blood Angels with um, the uh, Brutalis Dreadnought? Because that one seems like it would be really a lot of fun and fits into the playstyle well. I haven't. I played with the other two, so the Redemptor and the Blisters. Um, right. The reason for it is they're all quite expensive, right? Apart from the Blisters, I think the Blisters is quite cheap. Um, I think well, new, new model syndrome. New, yeah, new model syndrome as well. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I think that the it's nice because it does the mortal wounds. It, I believe it has the same rule as the Furioso, right? The bliss, um, the yes, yeah, um, it charges and does mortals. Exactly, it's going to do high damage in combat, so it's another way of getting that high damage. Um, I just think it's quite a points-heavy army. Um, so if you're going to lean into it, I would take multiples of dreadnoughts um, mm -hmm. rather than one because if you lose one, it hurts. If you if you got two and you lose one, you still got the damage output from one to go in, right? Right. Um, so. I I think they sound great. I just don't own one yet, which I would love oh, okay. to. Fair I enough. would love to. But yeah, the, the other two um, Dreadnoughts just offer that ranged support, which is great for Blood Angels, because um, you do need that ranged in 10th edition right now, don't you? So um, yeah. I think it's a fantastic way, especially the Blisters. He, he really does um, help soften targets before you get into, a, into the combat. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. All right. So then we got three flavors of Death Company Marines. Yes. So. I think the ones you take are the jump pack ones, right? Um, I'll briefly mention the other two. So Death Company Intercessors, 
Um, they give you free heroic intervention, but the weapon options on Death Company Intercessors are not the one. We're not here for that. They're just chainswords. So maybe one power fist or two power fist, thunder armor, whatever. You can get an entire squad with the other two with those loadouts. Right. Uh, yeah. You can't. You could. Uh, you, they also do get free Overwatch, which is interesting. But yeah, you know, I mean, the unless, only guns that they can take are the um, bolt rifles so, and the hand flamers. You could. Uh, you could have a whole bunch of twelve-inch hand flamers going off for free. Never mind. Technically, they do actually have reroll hits because they're the death company. So you could get overwatch and reroll all your hits with overwatch so it's true so there, it's true it's just leading them so you're only going to have a primaris chaplain leading them um right so it's going to give you plus one to wound in combat which is nice um but again in terms if we're looking at them they're more of a combat unit right so yeah they're, they're not really putting the the damage output here um yeah unfortunately i wouldn't be running death company intercessors but if you have them they definitely do still have ways of running with them, like having the chaplain um, and get them into combat with chain swords. It can be quite nice. Um, so Death Company Marines on foot. So this is your firstborn options. Um, so they get the reroll hits as well, as well as uh, can't fall back if there's no chaplain within 12. Um, and they obviously become zero if they're not within a chaplain. Um, but basically, when they make attacks, they get um, sustained hits once. But if they're below its starting strength, uh, oh, sorry, if they're below their starting strength, they get sustained hits one. But if they're below half strength, they get sustained hits two. Um, That's cute if they can ever get to combat. Exactly. And it's quite, I mean, Death Company, these aren't as expensive as the ones with jump packs. I think you're probably saving about 30, 40 points for a 10-man squad, right? But um, again, I just think Death Company with jump packs are better. And the reason for that is because they reroll charges, these guys. Um, I think the reroll charges is so nice because um, you're not spending the CP on the unit to get where they want to be, right? Yeah. Um, and they can have an assortment of weapons. So you could give them all thunder hammers, power weapons, power fists. I think the two we're looking at here are thunder hammers and power fists. Um, so thunder hammers, um, same as all space marine armies, apart from well, Death Watch even had it, but their damage has been lowered by one, so they're now damaged two. But they have devastating wounds. Um, which is nice. So you can have the whole unit with dev wounds if you wanted to. Um, I think the way to run it with uh, the Thunderhammers is small units of like five with Thunderhammers and doing it that way. Uh, maybe led by chaplains and stuff uh, just to keep them with that OC and stuff like that. But they, they're constantly re-rolling hits, these guys. So it's just nice to do it with small units. If you're going to take it the way that I was saying earlier with the with Lamartes um, or potentially Astaraf, I would go Power Fist and all Inferno pistols or ha hand flamers because you can get ranged weapons with the Power Fist. Right. Um, and the Power Fist, you're not losing anything on profiles. You get um, one extra weapon skill, so you're hitting on threes rather than fours instead of Thunder Hammers, but you're losing Devastating Wounds. However, if you put Lamartis in the unit, you're now getting lethal hits. So they're not, right. they're not really counteracting each other, right? Also, they're re-rolling hits. So they, they, you can really fish for them um, lethals if you really wanted to. Um, but yeah, I just think Power Fist is a better option. More reliable. That makes sense. Um, yeah. and, also, and as I said, if you really need to soften a target beforehand with Inferno Pistols, or if you really wanted Hand Flamers, then you have that option. Um, and I think that just, it, it really does co come in handy. Because Inferno Pistols are decent, 
they have gone down in damage. They're only D3 damage now instead of D6 um, in ninth edition. But they do have Melter 2, 6-inch, uh, Strength 8, AP 4. So they're getting through armors, right? They're getting through armor saves. Right. But, um, it just offers you that little bit of a punch just before you get in, um, especially against elite infantry, right? You can run in and go, I've got 10 Inferno pistols. I'm going right. to do some damage to you before I get into that combat. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to pick up one or two of those, you know, I'm going to force you force enough uh saves that maybe a couple of your custodies guardians die before I charge the rest. Exactly, exactly. And that, yeah. and that, I think that really just pushes the unit a little bit further. Um so yeah, I think Makes I sense. think that's that's um that's important. So yeah, the death company with jump packs um personally I would that's the way I'm running them, not the ones on foot. But you could put the ones on foot in the drop pod. So you could do yeah, a that's true. drop pod assault which would which would be cool, right? Um, yeah, valid, valid strategy. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that's death company. Or, or you can use the Libby Dread to just you know catapult them across the table. Exactly. Now we're seeing some synergies, right? So yep. we're, we're giving them actual wings rather than a jump pack. That's that's, that's right. Um, Actual, absolutely. So then we got two. I think we have two data cards left to do. We'll do Sanguinary Guard first. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, these are the poster children for any Blood Angels, any true Blood Angels army. Yeah, it's it's a sad time for the Sanguinary Guard right now. Um, yeah, they are very overcosted. Um, very, very so, overcosted. Yeah. What is it four hundred and thirty points for ten or something like that? Yeah, four hundred and thirty yeah. points for these guys for ten of them. Four hundred and thirty for ten. That's forty three points a model. Two fifteen for five. For, yeah. I will say that again. Forty three points a model. Please stop the saying only, it. it the hurts. only unit that got done dirtier than that. Is Votan, yeah, and the, the Hearthguard, or the the yeah, the Hearthguard. Like th- this, what? Is, yeah. I, I want to like grab somebody at GW, shake and go. This is a typo. What did you do? Oh, dude, it fix hurts. this. It hurts so much, but it what does hurt even more before we get into the data sheet is Sanguinary Priests can't join these guys either. Yeah, I was going to mention that earlier, but I didn't want to just jump ahead. But yeah, that it yeah, really a does sanguinary hurt. priest can't join sanguinary. The only character that can join the sanguinary guard is uh, Dante. Yeah, exactly. that's it. Yeah. So it, what? It's so sad. Um, it's it's one of because once you put Dante in, which if you're running the ten and you're going to go all out with these, right, and you're going to spend that huge amount of points and then put Dante in you're looking at a 565 point unit with Dante and 10 sanguinary guard which doesn't have the legs to support that um because mortal wounds no. they just right. pick them up it's there's no yeah they've got no mortal wound protection because there's no sanguinary priest they've got yeah. no invulnerable yes, save. two up save they've got no invul- invulnerable save so they're just running around on their base two up yeah. which I know the game is less killy, but there's still plenty of stuff out there that's going to murder you. So over a quarter of your points for 10 Sangard for 11 models more than, I mean, there's custodies units that aren't that expensive. What are you doing? And and they survive way more than the Sanguinary Guard squad. And that's what hurts. Way more. Yeah. That's what hurts is, is, I think, Let's just run through this, this data sheet, right? Because I think we can then justify these things a bit more that we're saying it doesn't fit the points cost, right? right. Um, so, as we said, two up save, toughness four, 12-inch move, two wounds. So the only thing that's changing them from a normal jump pack unit is the two up save. Um, so they have Angelus bolt guns, which uh, have had a downgrade, but they've got pistol. 
strength four, AP zero, damage one, two shots each. Um, I think you just give them infernos or plasmas. I think, but to be fair, I'd rather just go plasma pistols if I'm honest, just because you're you've got that range. Then right, you've got twelve inches rather than six. Right. Um, however, we're here for the combat. So the Incarmine blades. So they've now merged the profiles of the axes and the swords into one. So the Incarmine blade, it's called now. Uh, four attacks, hitting on threes, strength five, AP two, damage two. It's slightly better than an heirloom weapon for Vanguard veterans. For Vanguard Van vets, yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can give them more power fists. But it's just, it, the weapons are just cooler with the Incarmine Blades, so you just got to tra- change it for the power fists. Because <laughs> that's the only strength they're going to get, really, with that unit, right? Um, yeah. But their rule is uh, they minus one to hit in combat, so the same as they had in Ninth Edition. Um, but if the Warlord's leading, so if Dante's in the unit, they also minus one in combat to wounds. Um, okay, so. So minus one to be hit, minus one to be wounded is good. If you get there. It's not if you get there, because it's only in combat. It's yeah. not, it's only melee attacks. It has nothing to do with shooting. Yeah. Which, you know, Eldari is a thing. Mm-hmm. Tower a thing. Yes. Lot, Death Watch are a thing. Chain Stealer Cult are a thing. Imperial yeah. Knights are a thing. So yeah. now, are, are you ever going to actually benefit from those very cool abilities? Not it's, really. Probably not very often. No. no. Um, especially often. even Overwatch is horrendous right now, right? So right. there's no way of protect. Like in Ninth Edition, you could stage behind a building, charge out, and they wouldn't be able to Overwatch you. Now, if you charge vehicles or monsters or something that these guys would have been tackling in Ninth Edition, once they get into base contact, they can be overwatched by these vehicles and monsters. So there's yeah. no way of stopping your opponent's going to shoot you at some point really, on the target yeah. that they want to get into on most occasions. The other thing to mention is the banner, the Sanguinary Ancient, is now just part of the squad. Um, he just gives you plus one to your OC if you have the banner in the unit, which you would. It's just you're not paying for it. So yeah, why wouldn't you? You just get an OC2 on the unit, which is nice, but again, great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to file that too under quaint. Yeah, exactly. It's Look, we're on. it's turn one. We're holding an objective. We've got OC2. Oh, we're dead. Indirect just picks these guys up, right? It's, yeah. It's, Desolation um, Marines and any and, and and not to mention anything Eldari is just gonna lift them up in a heartbeat. Yeah, Gene exactly. Stir Colts, Neo fights with, with the bombs, just gonna drop oh, in and they, they go. They go. I mean, I've played my first game of 10th edition, I tried Sanguinary Guard, and I was like, right, I'm gonna see if it works. They got tank shocked off the board pretty much. Oish. Uh, it was like okay great so that that was worth it um <laughs> it's it's horrendous they they just sad mate it's sad but they've had their time in ninth edition they were the staple of every list but i think we just gotta wait until the blood angels codex whenever that is in the future and yeah. hopefully these guys get a massive blow up because they truly deserve it they are- yeah we can hope because as as much as i am not a blood angel player they're the sanguinary guard are so iconic they just yeah. got done dirty they just deserve so much more yeah definitely. All right, but speaking of units that were previously done dirty for the last several editions and i mean like back to like fourth or fifth edition whenever they yeah. first debuted yeah and now suddenly is legit ladies and gentlemen the ball predator oh let's have a round of applause for this guy Woo. i mean <laughs> Yeah. I, I just loved the uh, the twin. Like I was always bummed that I wasn't a uh, 
a Blood Angel player because I loved the turret with the twin assault cannons, but that's not the version you're going to go for here. Absolutely guys. not. Absolutely not. The, it, the assault cannon looks cool, but just embrace the bail, the ball flamestorm cannon. Just embrace oh, it. Embrace it. Live embrace it, fire. it. We are out. We are going to now basically be the new salamanders with this guy, right? Yes. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> he's the ball predator. Same thing. Salamanders eat your hearts out. Oh, yeah. Just take an army of Infernus Marines and a ball predator and just make salamanders cry in the corner. It's, it's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so let's talk about this thing, right? So he's a standard predator, uh, toughness 10, three up save, 11 wounds, um, six up leadership. Great. Standard tank. He's pretty good. However, we're here for the Bile Flamestorm Cannon, which is 18 inches, ignores cover, torrent, D6 plus three attacks, strength six, AP two, damage two. Oh, baby. Well, well, well let's say that again. D6 plus three attacks. Strength six, neg two, two damage, and oh by the way, when this vehicle advances, it gets the assault ability. Only against infantry units, but it's it's still well, yes, only against infantry. But you're not shooting the flamestorm cannon at a night anyway. So I, I have fine. done it against an armature and killed it. But still, anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, I agree. This thing is picking up units, and when you give him two heavy flamers on the side as well, okay. This guy, yeah, it's barbecue time. He's he literally Overwatch on this guy is horrendous, absolutely yeah, horrendous, and he's coming in at a cheap 125 points. Wow, um, I hadn't even looked at points yet. I just knew he was good in the data card. Yeah, the data card is fantastic, but when you look at the points, he's 100 worth it. Um, yeah, and then I, some. I love him. I think I'm so glad because I had two of these running in ninth edition. I could never use really because they were terrible. They had a rule that had no interaction, um, whereas now yeah. its rule is exact. Oh, we did forget to say it rerolls advance rolls, by the way. That's oh, yeah. So it's got assault, so it can advance. And if you don't get the advance you need, well, just reroll it, mate. We've got, yeah. we've got the tip-top engines of the Imperium. We've got the best fuel. Let's go around and let's do it. Yeah, we got, we got extra premium gas in these things and a little bit of the blood of our enemies. We, we want to get out of that objective. Let's reroll the advance roll. No, we're going to be on that objective. And then we're going to sit here and go ahead and try to take it because I will overwatch the bejesus out of you. Exactly, mate. It's, yep. he's, he is one of the spotlight units from this index, I think. The Bowel Predator is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. I want to run two of them with the Flamestorm Cannons in my army and just have a bunch of Infernus Marines and Libby Dreads and just teleport Infernus Marines across the board and then just have them bomb predators burning everything. I think that's just hilarious. But yeah, it's, it's so good, man. It's so good. I think, yeah, Bile Predator, include them in your list, Blood Angel players, because they're awesome. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. All right. So um, we're at just about an hour, so we're going to hit the uh, enhancements and strats real quick, and then we got to get out of here. Um, you and I both have day jobs we got to get to. Yeah. Um, so enhancements, I'll read the first one and then you give me your thoughts on it. Cool. The Artisan of War, Adeptus Astartes model only, improve the AP characteristic of the bear's weapons by one and the bear has a save characteristic of two plus. Nice. I think out of the four, it's something that you would just put on if you had spare points. Um, but other than that, it's not really going to be an auto included in the army, is it? It's nice. Though. Yeah, and... and- and a lot of the like weapon upgrades usually are like the 10 to 15 point range. This is 20 points. Yeah. I don't think it's worth 20. No, it's, it's not. It's a, a, 10 points. Absolutely. No problem. Slaughter. Just throw it on some non-named character and call it a day. 
Yeah. 15 points. All right. Maybe if you got the points left over and you can't quite you squeeze anything else in your list, all right, throw it on. 20 points? So here's my thing. If you compare this to um, the Gladius detachment, they have Artificer Armor, right? Which is effectively right. the equivalent of this, except they changed the AP for a fill and a pain 5 plus. But Artificer Armor is 10 points, I believe. I think it's 10 or 15. So yes. It's cheaper for getting a better rule than the AP. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's all right. But, yeah, as you said, it's, it's point costing. Yeah, if it is. I, I think it's just a one more small vote in favor of taking the Gladius Task Force instead of the exactly. Sanguinis one. But uh, moving on. So um, Visage of Death, Adeptus Astartes model only while an enemy unit, excluding, excluding monsters and vehicles, is within engagement range of the bearer's unit, have the OC of models in that unit. Yeah, so if it wasn't excluding monsters and vehicles, it would be great. But right. because, um, because it is excluding that, it's all right. It's situational, right? Um, it, can, yeah. it can help. So obviously what it does is it means every uh, model in the enemy unit, not just the ones on the objective. So even if they try to maybe pile in, you are half in that whole unit um, right. from it. But it, it's just one of the things. It's, it's nice to have. I don't think it's nor to include in the army. Yeah, and this is this is a fifteen point upgrade. Again, I think ten. It's it's consider you you might yeah. consider it at yeah. fifteen. Now there's better places to switch points. Exactly, mate. All right, uh, Archangel's shard. Uh, the bearer's melee weapons have the anti chaos five plus and lance abilities. This is the worst one out of the lot, I think. <laughs> it's especially when you consider how much it costs twenty five points. Yeah, Who 25 hit the points. head. And the two, the two, the two rules don't interact with each other either, mate. So they're, they're a bit, right. Um, they're a bit um, situational. Um, Lance is nice. I think the reason you would take that is just for Lance, but for twenty five points, you don't take it. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great, mate. It's not great. Yeah. All right, and then the last one, Icon of the Angel, Adeptus Astartes model only. Each time an enemy unit, excluding monsters and vehicles. Within engagement range of the bearer's unit is selected to fall back. Models in that unit must take desperate escape tests as if their unit was battleshocked. When doing so, if that enemy unit is also battleshocked by other means, subtract one from each of the desperate escape tests. Ten so, point upgrade. I think this one's arguably the better one um, because with this detachment, you want to be in combat, falling back, dictating where the combats are. Right. So what this does is it means your opponent now has to kind of take a downside to falling back out of the combat with you. So if you've tagged an enemy unit and then they have to get back out of it or they want to get out to go and do something, they've now got this to deal with. But again, situational, because it's excluded monsters and vehicles, probably would have been better if it wasn't excluded monsters and vehicles. But I understand the desperate escape is a bit tough on them. So <laughs> Right. Um... Yeah, and I don't know the, how much combat is really happening. Even if you're trying to push the the, the melee combat, how often in a game is this going to come up? Once, exactly. twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's niche, mate. Is I think all of them, in terms of all of these enhancements, have that same issue. Is they're not really popping up continually throughout the game, right? So they're not. Yeah. It's not something that you're going to look at. There's, the Gladius Task Force just has ones that are much better going to help you much much further than these four but they are nice to have if you are going with this in certain yeah. situations yeah so uh yeah leave these at home yeah <laughs> um all right so strats um you want to read the first one angel sacrifice yeah angel sacrifice um it's all right uh so one cp 
uh, when in any phase, target an Adeptus Astartes character unit from your army that was just destroyed. Uh, you can use the stratagem even though it was destroyed. So it has clarified that. Um, it says, effect until the end of battle, each time a friendly Adeptus Astartes unit makes an attack that targets the enemy unit that destroyed your character unit, you can re-roll the hit roll. Um, it's great um, when your opponent is like, maybe use precision or something, or it's like a big monster's coming and kills your character unit, you can now go, cool, for the rest of the game, I'm going to re-roll hits against that. Right. Um, so it's, it's nice, and, that's, and it means you can oath something else, potentially, if you really needed to, so you can start getting your efficiency elsewhere. Um, and for one CP, it's nice, right? It's, it's not... Right, but it's just, it's very niche. Exactly. So exactly. much of this. Exactly. Yeah. All right, next one, Armor of Contempt. I'm not going to read it. It's Armor of Contempt. You all, you all know what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Can't go wrong with it. You can use it every turn, pretty much. So it's great. Yeah, but you can also use it from the Gladius Task Force, if in case we hadn't mentioned that. Yeah, exactly. Gladius yeah. Task Force. <laughs> Gladius yeah. Task Force. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, aggressive onslaught. Take it. Right. So aggressive onslaught in the fight phase, uh, just before one of your adeptus starters units consolidates. Um, until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes a consolidation move, it can move up to six inches instead of three, provided your unit ends that consolidation move. Um, in unit coherency and within engagement range of one or more enemy units. Now, this is going to help you with the tagging of the army, right? So this is the way that this army wants to work is you want to kill a unit, tag another, try and keep into combat because as we'll come to it, there are ways of getting out, going back in to get that charge bonus, right? Right. Um, and also, six-inch consolidation, you kill something in your opponent's back line and they've got something in the back which they're trying to, like, shoot at you or something like that, some vehicles, maybe some indirect tanks or something like that. You can yeah. now just tag them up and you can cause some problems for your opponent, make them make extra decisions. So for one CP, I think this is a, a good strat for this detachment. Um, it really yeah. works into the play style. So yeah, I like that one. Okay. All right. Uh, next one is Red Rampage. One CP using the fight phase, targeting one Adeptus Astartes unit from your army that has not been selected to fight this phase. Until the end of the phase, uh, models in the unit get Lance and Lethal Hits abilities. Yeah. Which is weird. I guess it's, uh, we just want to make sure we wound. Either we're going to wound you with Lethal Hits, or if not, then we're probably going to wound you with Lance. Okay. Exactly. So this is literally an exact, well, almost an exact copy from, um, I think it's Honor the Chapter from Gladius Task Force. Whereas instead of that, uh, that one giving you Lethal Hits, you get plus one AP in the Assault Doctrine. Um, so this one has its uses. Don't get me wrong, but as you said, it's contradicting rules. Lance works with plus one to wound on the charge, whereas lethal hits is an automatic wound of a critical hit. So they're counteracting each other in a sense, but it gives you that guarantee, like, okay, right, some of them haven't gone through to the lethal stage, so now I've got a better chance of wounding when I do roll my wound rolls. Yeah. Um, I think you do use this. It's giving you Lance, which is what I was saying. You, this is the way of getting plus one to wound again. Um, yeah. The army. So if you, not- on a turn when you charge, yeah, I, I can see, you know, you don't have a lot else to, with this detachment. You don't have a lot else to spend your CP on consistently, except armor yeah. contempt, maybe. Yeah. So you're gonna probably drop a CP on this every time you charge. Well, don't forget this arm. It really is building into you charging, which is why I'm saying you need to dictate right. the arm because your detachment rule is getting bonuses on the charge. Red rampage is on the charge. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's really building into you have to dictate where these charges are. That's where it's coming down to that strategic play. You have to calm that black rage. You have to calm it down and just focus. This is right. where I'm going this combat. So yeah, good strat, I think. Okay. All right. Only in death to Zudi end. Take it away. So fight phase, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets, 
Uh, one Adeptus starters unit from the army that was selected as a target of one or more of the attacking unit's attacks. Um, until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit is destroyed, if that model has not fought this phase, do not remove it from play. Um, you can basically attack um, before, well, after the attacking unit has just finished them making their attacks. Um, so you get fight on death for two CP. Yeah. Um, yep. it's, it's literally same, identical to the one in the Gladius Task Force. Um, I don't think you're really using it too much. But all right, but for two CP, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit expensive. So I'm not really seeing yeah. that, that too much. Yeah. All right. And then the last one is Relentless Assault, one CP used in your movement phase just after an uh, Adeptus Astartes unit from your army falls back. Um, until the end of the phase, your unit that fell back is eligible to declare a charge, even though it fell back this phase. So fall back in charge. Fall back in charge. Um, again, for one CP. Not bad. For one CP, it's really building into it because you can fall back and then get your bonuses again. Um, yep. However, the issue I have with this is the Gladius, and I know I keep saying the Gladius yeah, tactical yeah. too. But, I was going to say the same thing. You, you just yeah, need to yeah, carry on. You, you have tactical doctrine, which allows you to do that for free. However, it also allows you to shoot, whereas this one only allows you to charge. So that one allows you to shoot and charge. This allows you just to charge after falling right. back. So there's better benefits because you're still going to. A lot of the times your units are getting Inferno pistols, Plasma pistols, you're still getting these little shots that do make a difference. So right. you're, you're losing a bit of damage output just with using this, um, which is the downside to it. But if you are taking Sun to Sanguineous, you're going to be using this a lot because you want to be dictating them charges, getting them, them extra benefits for your charge and increasing your efficiency, right? Yeah. All right. So that racks up the, uh, the entirety of the Blade Angels Index. Um, overall play style, like you said, you just want to be constantly charging, constantly getting in. You know, Rapid yeah. Trap isn't a thing anymore, but it's still fairly similar to overall to ninth edition's play style of we just mm. want to get in your face and charge you. Yeah. The, the question, of course, is do the Blade Angels have the efficacy in combat to actually do anything once they get there? And infant, you know, Tau and um, uh, Admac or Tau and Admac and um, Imperial Guard infantry, notwithstanding everything mm. else, you're going to charge is going to struggle to be killed. You're going to struggle to kill. It seems like it's so it's it's, it's difficult, right? It it depends on if you go in Sons of Sanguinius, you have got that nice benefit of the extra strength and attack. Um, you're not getting the benefits of the plus one as we've stated to wounds. Um, but there are some units that really do push that. And I think mortal wound output in this army, because you can lean into the assault marines, you can lean into getting death company. Death company do a lot of damage. Like they still do a lot of damage, which is nice. Um, but you're struggling, which is probably similar to um, Ninth Edition, is we have so much damage too, that when you come against stuff that can minus one damage or has got high amount of wounds, you're not really beating that threshold. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the army's quite points heavy. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. Even even without even without uh, talking about Sanguinary Guard, everything in the army is fairly expensive. Yeah. So somebody I mean, just decided to GT. Hey, for for the first few months, the first year of tenth uh, edition, let's just keep Blood Angels on the shelf. Yeah. At least that was the attempt. So. Uh, they can't stop me, mate. They can't stop me. Right. No, <laughs> mad, mad props to to you and Steve and Paul Murphy and the other all the other diehard Blood Angels players out there who just will not stop. You know, can't stop yeah. Blood Angeling. No, can't stop, won't stop. Um, so yeah. to score the so scoring the primary on this. So uh, let me 
let me divert from the usual questions here. We've already talked, obviously, extensively about um, assault marines from the main space marine index. What are two or three other units from the main space marine index that you think are auto takes or or necessary takes or at least highly recommended takes? Um, so I think inceptors, inceptors are great because you okay. get that um, deep strike within three. So yep. um, what it does is it gives you a lot of tactical play. Um, I think what they do is they really help you with that. When your arm, when the rest of your army, you're spending so many points on these big bricks of units or even smaller units, right? Yeah. You're spending so many points. You, you've got to try and make sure that you've got other ways of getting the objectives. So you really have to look at these units and go, how can I play the primary or play the secondaries? And Inceptors do that fantastically. Um, infiltrators, I think, are great. Staple, probably in Ninth Edition as well. Um, at least the GSE goes away, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think what they do, though, is you putting them on the backfield objective or something like that is whilst your army is going forwards, you still have that defense from deep strike attacks and all that sort of stuff from the backfield, right? Yeah. Um, the other units that I would say that are pretty decent, I mean, Blade Guard are okay, but I don't think they do the damage output anymore. Um, they, they struggle with the same like damage too. It's more so looking at the range stuff. So Ballista Shrednaught, Gladiators, yeah. Repulsors, they really do help you with that fire fire support, which yeah. is what your army needs because you've got you're going to be taking mass death company pretty much. You're going to be taking assault marines, um, and then just fill the rest out with some goring units like inceptors. Um, Infernus marines are good for that as well with the Libby dreads, and then you can you can fill out the rest with um tanks. Yeah. All right. So um, I think we kind of answered how are you scoring the primary? You're just you know backfield. You're putting some you know. A whirlwind, yeah. or or uh, you know some whirlwind some spray. and or some infiltrators, something on the backfield objective, and then midboard, you're just putting your your jump troops and some ball predators on there and saying, "Yeah, I have Overwatch." Exactly. I think one thing actually to um, which is a good combination, which is the um, infiltrator or the new uh, lieutenant, sorry, from the starter box. What's oh, name? the lone operative guy with the tyranid shoulder pad. Exactly that guy, and you yeah. combine him with the Libby Dread. You can just teleport a lone operative guy onto objectives, and I think he he works really well in conjunction with that. Um, the Libby Dread just works great with anything, right? But working right. with lone operative, it's fantastic in that sense. Um, okay. But yeah, playing playing the mission, uh, the army can play tactical, but you are points heavy. So you, if you are playing tactical, you need to invest in a lot of small units, which is where inceptors come in great. Uh, lone cheap lone operatives come in great. Um, yeah, them, them small 90-point units really is what you're looking for to do that. Um, yeah. But anything killing mission-wise, so if you do have the option to go assassinate or bring it down, um, the army really excels with that. Really excels. Yeah. I'm, I'm really going to mention what... Because, I mean, obviously, you know, GW said the Space Marine Codex is coming in the fall, so yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, anywhere from one to three months, because assuming fall is September to November, we're yeah. anywhere from one to three months away from the Space Marine Codex. But when that drops... Blood Angels are losing all the land speeders, which they can benefit from the speed of yeah. land, of regular land speeders, the cheapy yeah. land speeders. Yeah. They're losing assault marines. Yeah. And they're losing scouts and scout snipers, which are good scoring units. So yeah. it, it is I'm very interested to see what they're going to replace that with, if anything. You and me I both, mean, mate. You and me both. I've I've lost about forty percent of my army and my collection yeah. with, with the stuff because I've got so many assault marines, land speeders, I've got scout snipers as well, I've got like 10 yeah. of them. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, 
I'm, I know a lot of Blood Angel players will be feeling the hit. Um, I think we've just got to try and keep our minds like focused on the index right now. We still have access to all this stuff. We still have some great units at our disposal. Um, but when the codex drops, we're going to be looking at it with fresh eyes, fresh units, hopefully. And yeah. hopefully we can see some points changes as well with, um, with the balanced state slate that GW have said that's going to be coming out. So hopefully we can see some more um, impact on our army that way and maybe make a few things more viable, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, feel, I almost feel like we're, we're, when the Space Ring Codex drops, we're going to have to revisit, and the data slate, we're going to have to, you and I are going to have to come back and revisit this entire chapter yep. just because it's going to shake up the landscape for all of the Space Ring sub-factions so exactly. completely and none more so than Blood Angels. Oh, so. exactly, mate. I'm, I'm more than happy to come back on and discuss all, the, all things Blood Angels. Um, mate, I, I love Blood Angels down to my core. I am a true son of Sanguinius, and I know that for a fact, so... <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm happy to do that when the time comes, mate. Very cool. All right, all right. Well, uh, we're gonna stop real quick for our uh, last sponsor of the day, C Studios. And now for a word from our sponsor, C Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, C Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have time for rules lawyer this week. Uh, my apologies. I got to get to work. Um, but I, I do know that we've got a couple episodes off to the editor already, so you should be getting this one soon-ish. I, you know, I've already put out two episodes this week. I'm hoping to go for a third, hopefully. Um, so we will see what, um, you know, what drops in the near future. Um, I am very serious about wanting to bring George back uh, to talk about some more Blood Angels when the Space Ring Codex drops in a couple of months because. Uh, you know, I, this is a faction I've never played, but I've always had a fondness for because of everything that's in the lore. I think their story is great. So I'm really interested to see how they evolve with, um, as the, as the rules evolve in 10th. I think it's, it's, it's an exciting thing to see how the faction can evolve. It's also exciting to hope that Eldari will still get nerfed. Um, <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Thank you for giving us your time and your attention. Thank you to George for take, taking the time out of his day. No problem, um, mate. In the middle of the day to come talk to me about this. Uh, you know, it, it's an exciting time to to be here and, and we're on the cusp of, of Codex is dropping any uh, any week now, uh, theoretically. So yeah. I'm excited to to get into that. Um, yeah, it's a good time to be a 40k player. Uh, you know, exactly. tenth is a lot of fun. Don't 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 leave it, don't lean into the negativity, guys. Just I've seen a lot of it on Facebook and Reddit and all that. Don't don't go there. Just no. even if you are a Blood Angels player or you know. God help you, a Space Wolves player. You know, <laughs> own 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 the own the suck while you can. You know, and uh, you know, do do the best that you can, and enjoy playing at the bottom tables and the mid tables with me. I will say, I will say. I mean, I've had fantastic success with the Blood Angels so far, and I, I'm yeah, you have just just genuinely enjoying Blood Angels for who they are. Lean into the models you like. Like I'm taking Dante. I love this guy. I love his model. He might not be the most competitive, but. Just take what you like. There's so many cool models available for this army. Still some yeah. pretty decent rules. So just make sure you're looking at your army and going, I've brought this army because I love the look of it and I love how they play and just lead yeah. to that, right? Yeah, just learn learn your list, get comfortable with the rules. And then when you when the rule, as the data slates and all that come out and points changes and then you, eventually a Blade Angels Codex drops, just, you know, you'll you'll already be ready and you'll, you'll, be, you'll be in a competitive position because you will have suffered through the hard part and the good part will, you know, 
will, will finally be just be bestowed upon you. So you may exactly. not be winning tournaments, but that's okay. Only one person can win every tournament. Exactly. Mate. Go there and, you know, go three and two, go four and one, do what you can. Play the missions and you can still have a good time. Exactly. So, all right. Time to get to work. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Colmo for George Checkley and all of Vanguard Tactics saying one thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach all the damn vampires. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> See you guys.